Hello and welcome back to another episode of Holistic Healers. For those who are new, welcome. My name is Morgan. I'm the host. And for returners, thanks again for being here, subscribing and following along. It's good to have you back. So today I have a guest on who is known as the spiritual psychotherapist. She's a licensed psychotherapist. She's also a certified consciousness coach and a certified clinical hypnotherapist. So she offers a really unique combination of behavioral sciences, psychoeducation, quantum physics, clinical psychotherapy, intuitive energy practices, ancient medicine techniques, and also mystical studies to help guide her clients to healing. So she does so much. Um, and on top of all that, she specializes in fostering consciousness through invitation, presence, attunement, release, restructuring, initiation, activation, and fortification. So without further ado, I would like to welcome Casey Stevens. Hi, nice to be here, Morgan. Yeah, it's good to have you on. Why don't you start off telling us a little about yourself? Well, I um, have a uh, my training, obviously, in psychology, and so um, I'm licensed in, in that realm, but I also have this real affinity for kind of the holistic uh, bent of approaching that entire realm and uh, just really kind of believing that this, you know, some of the ancient... Um, energy practices or Eastern medicine, uh, there's a lot of value to that. And so I think there's a, a holistic way to approach, you know, the same um, Western kind of psychology clinical world. So, um, so really, yeah, I kind of operate from that using my intuition and then just, you know, different modalities and approaches that are um, Eastern in some ways or ancient in some ways, however you like to put that, um, but holistic, right? Generally holistic. I think we really can, uh, for the most part, heal, uh, get to the root. We can get even deeper and, um, you know, find the source of what problems are rather than just um, pathologizing, right? Pathologizing and medicating and, you know, all the things that, uh, Western medicine uh, does typically, right? It's just kind of the framework that they come from. So, so yeah, my practice really kind of works with um, people who want to, who are drawn to that kind of approach, uh, similar to your uh, clients and people that you work with in your approach. Um, and so, um, yeah, and I do that. I have, um, we're both in Washington state. And so I have a practice here in, uh, in the Madison park area and I work kind of like one day a week and then um, the rest I do virtually. So I can connect with any real you know, kindred souls throughout the world or the U.S. or wherever people are that want to um, really approach whatever challenge that they're having from that holistic um, framework. So yeah, tell me about you. Yeah. So, I mean, as you said, I'm also in Washington. Um, I'm a student right now, so I don't technically have, I mean, I have my own practice with holistic healing, um, but it's more like life coaching until I get my doctorate. So I still got a few years for that, but yeah, I work with people just online, virtually, um, kind of just doing health and wellness kind of consultations and, um, sessions like that. And then I also do like tarot reading. So I'm really interested in the whole spiritual. I know when I saw your title, I was just like, oh, she's perfect. <laughs> um, but yeah, I do tarot readings too. And so we kind of um, just do a mixture of both of that for clients. Cause you know, I think there's a lot of people that think, uh, tarot in general just isn't helpful, but then there's a lot of people that think it, it, it does. And I think it's just one tool to have in your toolbox. And if that resonates with your client, why not use it? So yeah, that's where I'm at. <laughs> oh, I love that. I, I mean, who doesn't love a good tarot reading? Yeah. Sometimes I notice people will be fearful or whatever, but it's just like, you really can't, it's just information. You can't be fearful, whatever comes up, you know, we all still have free will and it's, there's nothing like a great tarot reading. So I love that you incorporate that with your clients. That's awesome. And so wonderful because there is such a shortage of people who practice from this, you know, uh, framework, I guess this lens. And so, um, I love that you're just already out there coaching people and giving those opportunities. Cause you can't start soon enough. There's not enough people who practice in this way and, um, it's so important. So I'm glad that you're doing that. Well, thank you. Yeah. I, I don't, again, it's, it's just like a puzzle piece. Like it's just one piece of the puzzle. It doesn't have to be the whole story, which I think people take it as, um, and if it's helpful, great. If it's not, 
that's great too. So just kind of what you make of it. Um, I'm curious though, because how, I think we all, just any holistic practitioner has got into this world for different reasons. And so I'm curious if you can share a little about your background and what kind of led you into this realm of psych. Yeah. So, um, for me, it really was just when I got to know myself better. Um, certainly when I was put in a position that I needed to do some inner work, um, what I noticed resonated most with me, what I was drawn to was not, uh, just a kind of one dimensional approach. Um, so certainly like at a stage when I was in therapy myself, um, years ago, when I first kind of explored that it was like, I think it would have been too limiting or too one-dimensional if I um, just had a regular old therapist where I was talking. So I wanted to chew on things with my therapist and I was so lucky. And, you know, I don't think it's a coincidence that, you know, there's some um, serendipity and all of that, that, and just kind of like, I must've subconsciously been kind of scanning for that in some way. Um, Cause she, she, I don't know that she advertised herself as boldly as, um, you know, maybe I do or you do right in that realm. And so, but it turned out that she had this really strong spiritual holistic element to her practice. And so I loved that because it really did incorporate both, right? It wasn't too, you know, airy fairy woo woo, like out there, but it, you know, so it was grounded and it had kind of a framework, right. in this, um, traditional psychology, which I definitely needed, you know, to kind of know myself better in those ways, but I just love that it was this hybrid. And so that was so meaningful for me in my own life. And then some point, you know, along the way, as I was seeing her, I realized, um, my gosh, I think I want to like do this work. It was also kind of my Saturn return dark night of the soul, like absolutely. Yeah like, you know, awakening that I was going through in my life. So really nothing that existed before was, was coming with me uh, into the next phase. And so my career was one of those things. And so I really kind of shifted into what am I like, who am I really? And what am I meant to do? What's my like Dharma in this life. And so it was great because then I could go and be so deliberate about the path that I took, um, which was obviously again, getting the clinical training, but then, um, moving, uh, swiftly from that, or even kind of, even some of the time during my, um, uh, clinical, you know, graduate school and all of that, um, that I, you know, moved on to, uh, just finding what are the things, what are the modalities that I'm interested in? What's, you know, again, are these Eastern practices or ancient wisdom or whatever they would be that would be more holistic in nature? Who can I study from and learn? So I just was hungry to, you know, taste everything that I could and then decide what really resonated most with me. And then ultimately I think what happens is all of those, I don't know about you, but um, because my, my, um, psychology program really wasn't, um, of a spiritual bent. So I didn't, you know, specifically train for that. So I kind of had to find all the rest of that in other places. And some of them were my own, you know, healers or mentors, and some of them were specific trainings or certifications or whatever. Um, but it was just kind of like, how do I try it all and decide what, um, you know, really fits me and then how I incorporate my own self into, um, my practice, right. Because it ended up, of course, the way I practice, um, is very different, even though my, my therapist at the time who was so, you know, inspirational for me and all of that, um, she definitely had her own way. So I think when we get to know ourselves and when we just bring our own personalities and, you know, our gifts and all of those things front and center, that that's going to be unique for each of us. Right. Which is why there is no, competition and any of that, right? It's like the more, the merrier, the, the many more people that do this, the the better, because everyone's going to offer something a little different, right? Like you and your tarot readings and oh. all of that. So, well, I was going to ask you, so I'm, I would imagine there was a lot of cognitive distance for you. Like you were mm-hmm. in this clinical program. It was probably med heavy, which is again, it's okay to some extent, but then, you know, it's moving into the world. That's not really prioritizing that and trying to find space between both of those. So how was that? Yeah. You know, I did a good job at the time. I think, um, especially when I was in that kind of phase, um, and there was so much that was really, really worthy and I had incredible, um, teachers and, you know, all of that. So I'm so grateful. And I think it really was the best fit for me because I really sat with that, like very intuitively, like, you know, what's the best fit. And so even though, um, I recognize there were 
you know, dissonance, right. And all of that, um, differences between me and the values that, um, you know, they might be presenting. I was able just to kind of take what, um, resonated with me and also just have the awareness in general, because I think it's valuable. It is a perspective and it's a dominant perspective in our society. So it's important to have that framework and not just come, you know, in this completely oppositional way. Um, and so I always, again, have that. And so much of us, again, in our society, specifically in this Western society, really, there has been such a programming around this is the normal way to do things. And this is how, um, and, you know, whether you're a practitioner or just a human, right, in the society, mm -hmm. I've so absorbed that. Sorry, I'm downtown. So, you know, you get the sirens <laughs> and things. Um, so, um, yeah, I think for me, I was just able to absorb it all and then know what I was going to take and what I was going to leave or what I was going to expand upon. Um, I will say it wasn't like in terms of connecting. I don't know that I felt like these like, you know, mad love relationships with some of my peers. Um, I mean, I had some relationships where I could kind of be myself, but it was kind of a quieter time, honestly, for me. I don't know if you've had a similar experience, meaning I was a little bit more of an observer. I was less, you know, just flying out who I was or needing to be kind of a um, dissonant opinion in that place. I just felt like, you know, I'm here. I want to respect their process. I want to absorb as much as I can. And then I know how I will, um, likely right, do that differently. And so, um, yeah, that's kind of how I approach that. Um, and I, I wouldn't, I mean, there's a couple of people that I still will refer to that I went to school with that just, I, I know they're phenomenal practitioners. So there'll be people that I'm like, you know what, they're, they're really great. And I, um, send people their way, but, um, but yeah, it was definitely, you know, I, I wouldn't say it was like the most social time for me. It was definitely a time where I just kind of was like more on my inward journey. I was still kind of in my, you know, uh, Saturn return, you know, awakening period. So that all worked out just fine. So yeah. How about you? how did you get into it? So I think maybe just like you too, it was my own personal health journey first. Mm -hmm. um, I'm still young, but I've always dealt, and I've said this on like a similar or like in a previous podcast, but um, my journey with acne, um, that's mm -hmm. kind of how it launched into it because I mean, ever since I was 10, that's something I dealt with. Um, oh, and I was like, what, what is happening? Like I, like mm -hmm. they put me on several different birth controls. They like had all the medications that someone could try and yeah. yes, it, it worked to a certain extent, but it wasn't until I got to root causes and, that to me, I was like, I don't want, I don't want to be living in a world where I'm just kind of suffering along and just taking things just because I really wanted to understand like my body, what was happening internally and actually have like long lasting healing. And then I had always been into like psychology, just like AP psychology in high school and then moving into college and, you know, taking all those courses. And I was like, I have to incorporate this somehow. So, you know, naturally, you know, holistics kind of fell into that. I heard of Dr. Nicola Paraj, the holistic psychologist. So she was a big influence. Um, and I'm still like in my schooling. So I still have time, you know, to learn about myself and all that. Um, mm -hmm. But I also kind of on the side of holistic healing and just holistic psych in general, um, I work a lot with forensics and populations of offenders. And so at some point I want to collaborate both of those to do like root causes of criminality and root causes of bad behavior. So we can actually solve issues and like actually reduce recidivism rates in this country. Yeah. Um, and I haven't heard a lot about that, so we'll see. Oh. Oh, that's amazing. And it's so such important work. Have you already um, have some theories about uh, what some of the root causes are? It's interesting. I definitely think childhood trauma is somewhere within that. I think there's definitely the discussion of nature versus nurture in there. So there's definitely a biological aspect that we can't just ignore. I think sometimes holistic ignores that piece sometimes. Um, uh, but yeah, um, still trying to get into it. Well, I don't know how even you healed. Of course, you have radiant, beautiful skin. So I would never know that you ever had acne a day in your life. But, um, but, you know, so much of that can be diet and healing, you know, the like the, um, 
you know, blood brain barrier and all of that, like the gut microbiome and knowing how much, even so much of the, um, you know, food quality of the food that we're exposed to the, uh, you know, all, just all of it. Right. I'm sure it's kind of tied into that, but also to this population in general, right. Because yeah. they're probably exposed to, you know, less quality foods, less organic foods, you know, all, yeah. all that exposure and environmental toxins. I always think of like, like socioeconomic status too, like the access to things, but also like, you know, if you are in prison, how much actual sunlight are you getting? And you know how much sunlight can impact both your gut health and uh, inflammation. So there's a lot having to do with just, I think, inflammation in general that contributes to behaviors, mindsets, all that stuff. So there's there's a lot there. (laughs) Good work, honey. You're doing good things. I'm happy to hear that. Thank you. Um, so you call yourself spiritual, <laughs> spiritual psychotherapist. Um, can I hear more about that and how you bring that into a session with clients? Yeah. Um, yeah. So I always like to define this for people because oftentimes, um, again, people will project their own, uh, which we all do with everything, but they'll project maybe their own meaning on what does spiritual, you know, psychotherapist mean. And so um, first and foremost, what that, that reflects to me is it is just a holistic approach. I think spiritual to me isn't about any religion whatsoever, really, but it's almost an umbrella above that where it really looks at the relationship that we have to ourselves. Um, the relationship we have to a higher power, whatever that is, if that falls inside some dogma or outside of that, like what is your belief in a more, you know, source energy, divine intelligence, um, it's relationship with others. Uh, it is relationship with the past, right. Which is maybe looking at all, all of our traumas. It's our relationship with our future. It's our relationship with, the earth, um, just everything that you can imagine, any system, right? It's like, so the spiritual um, element to me is kind of like this broader umbrella that really is what is your relationship with everything? And um, I think that's far more spiritual Mm -hmm. uh, than anything else that uh, we could really look at. And when people really click into that uh, spiritual element with those things and certainly themselves at the center of that, then um, there is, it's not something we've learned necessarily, right? That we've been taught and told this is the right way. It uh, to me is this broader relationship where we can really source anything in our life from that place. Um, So again, all of the relational dynamics that I just mentioned and many more, but once we learn to do that, then we have you know, faith and trust in ourselves that no matter what comes into our life, that we will be able to handle it in, you know, for the highest and best good of all. Right. And so of course, problems will continue to come, but we will have the proper orientation mm-hmm. to those things um, because we're, and we trust it, right. We really trust it. So there's faith in that because we, um, that relation, those relationships are solid and sound and um, that helps really be a guiding post for everything. So um all that being said, it really is a, you know, framework. It's a lens that I, um, it's a, it's a truism. It's a deep, um, ethos for me when I'm working with anyone, I'm not separate from that because I've done that work. Right. And continue to, right. I mean, we're always continuing to evolve and know ourselves even better, but, um, but really when we lay the framework or the, the groundwork in terms of identifying what our true values are, what our virtues are, what our, who our character is, Um, we really don't struggle or suffer in these ways that are kind of emotional, spiritual, mental, um, you know, certainly translates to the physical at all because it's a through and through it's a coherent and integral relationship with self, which can't not be an integral relationship with anything else in our life. Um, And so I really kind of, it's such a clear mindset of mine that when I meet with anybody, I am operating from that. And I think when people are meeting with us, right, they're leveraging our ability to um, kind of access our own healing and and hold up a framework. Of course, they are um, have to choose their own values and relationships inside of that space. But um, just kind of being a, a strong anchor point for that of demonstrating how that can work, right? And and dynamically, it to me feels a lot 
lot simpler mm-hmm. um, to look at the dynamics of that and really understand um, ourselves through that place. Because then again, any of the, the specifics, any of the content, any of the details that would appear in our life, um, whether new or recycled um, subjects, right? It, it's like, we'll know how to overlay a process to it that's really solid and sound and um, sturdy, right? So that's what, I mean, kind of in a nutshell, um, that's kind of how I approach things. So then again, it's meeting each person really, truly greeting what they're with, who they are, um, where they are and, and understanding that. But then if it's valuable, right. And it wouldn't resonate for everybody, of course, right. This is, um, you know, I would say like higher consciousness work. It's not just, again, we're not just putting band-aids on things or, mm-hmm. you know, taking medication to, it's like, we want to go to the root of the root of the root of like, what's at the core of that is the relationship with self. Um, and how did it even get there and how do we deconstruct what needs to be deconstructed and how do we build and highlight or polish off whatever, um, has been hidden or dormant, um, or hasn't been fully, you know, created or evolved yet. And so that's kind of what the work looks like. So it's not, you know, for the, you know, person who doesn't have a lot of courage to really kind of go deep, but, um, the results are a lot more, um, long lasting and, you know, will serve them for the rest of their lives. So yeah, it definitely sounds like a strength based approach and you're creating abundance for them so they can have that confidence to continue to excel Mm, yeah yeah I think so how about you what what is your (laughs) approach generally I find myself really attaching to more of a solution focused um psychoeducation obviously but I think solution solutions is kind of where I like to um start off with but Mm. I think you know even like a humanistic approach as well like I really like to empower personal healing and really aligning with like like you were saying like values who is your character and really aligning your behaviors with those actions um or with those values so that's kind of where i'm at right now um Mm -hmm. but i think you know just an integrative kind of approach is probably the best because everyone like you said is different you're going to meet your client where they're at in that moment and i think it's always good to be able to be flexible and be able to adapt depending on their needs. So mm-hmm. um, I find yeah, myself yeah. there. It just kind of depends on the day though. <laughs> right. Totally. And it really is. I mean, you know, it, like there might be a little of this solution focus, a little of the strength base, a little like, I don't know about you, but yeah. we got to kind of choose. I mean, of course we learned everything, but we got to choose and really focus. And for me, what I, what resonated the most was the humanistic approach, right? Because we're just, we're just real, you know, like, let's just be real. Let's use humor. Let's like, be ourselves. Let's kind of reflect to people how that is rather than having this like hierarchy or authority over anybody. It's like, we, you know, I'm always learning from my clients. Um, hopefully I, I would hope as much as they're learning from me. And so I certainly have that sensation. So it really is just, how do you take the, what resonates? And then in any given moment with any given client, they may need different, you know, some might need more psychoeducation. I do go into a lot of, um, kind of the, uh, I mean, you know, I have a coaching practice as well, which is what allows me to, um, uh, work with people kind of all over. Um, but some of the healing work too. So a lot of it really can be going in and just intuitively the way that I perceive that and my own unique, you know, intuition and gifts that can help them kind of shift those things and looking at, you know, even if it's past lives or, um, wherever the root of a trauma is finding it in the body and helping them move it if it's stuck. Um, mm-hmm. because again, sometimes again, our minds, um, and thoughts, emotions, all of those things, uh, are be- still limited. Limited. It's like we can, you know, come up with solutions and, and ways to organize around that. But sometimes we just really need like deep healing work where we're yeah. somatically going into the psyche, into the body, into all these places and, you know, moving that stuff. So I do a lot of that as well. Can we talk a little about this intuition that you have in like energy healing and past lives? Because obviously, like, being that I like doing tarot, like that's also another world that I love too. So can I hear about your experience or how you even found this was a gift of yours? 
Well, I think with anything, just kind of first and, you know, first off giving myself permission just to explore that. So having my own just undeniable mystical experiences, a lot of which probably have been there my entire life, but, um, during my awakening, like they were just on steroids and then noticing, um, that, yeah, it's just a way. And, you know, some people could look at it and say like psychologically, oh, you know, you're an empath or you're all of these things. And probably all those, I mean, we could, again, name it anything. But um, for me, the strongest way that my intuition comes through is kind of a um, clear cognizance and a clear sentience. So I can actually feel in my body. So if I'm working with somebody, and of course, you know, only if their higher self or their literal self, right, is consenting to that, then I can oftentimes, especially when we're doing um, almost like shamanic type journeying uh, together, um, we'll go into that state. And then I'll just get impressions that are showing up physically in my body. And because I'm so clear about who or, or just a knowing or whatever, then sometimes I see things and hear things as well. But um, those are my strongest. It's like, that's the way that it will come through. So, um, you know, it really is number one, I have to know what my baseline is in order to really understand that. So anytime energy comes in, it could be a sensation or a feeling, it could be a pain, it could be anything. If it, it comes in um, and it's arrived, it could even arrive early in the day or a couple of days before I meet with somebody. Um, it, because I really do think the medicine already, like when somebody's booking or they're, you know, within a few day window of working with you or whatever that is, then the energy is kind of, it's already, the medicine is working. Um, and so I don't know if you've had that experience, but I have definitely found that. And so then I might just get some information and I don't even know necessarily who or what it's attached to. And then when I'm working with a client, I'm like, oh, this is why that was coming through because I can almost psychically feel, um, whatever their trauma or their experience or what's the block that needs to be moved, I can feel it in my body. And then I can just guide them through shifting it and moving it. Um, and I don't necessarily always know what it is. Sometimes when we're um, right in the moment, then I can get more information. I might get that information a little ahead of um, when they do, but I want them to have the tools to feel that and then see how possible it is to shift and move. Because I think at the root of all of the layers of our being is, you know, this spiritual energetic um, root. And so there's always this energy root. And, and what I tend to do more than anything is work on that energy root, because if we shift it on that level, then we can, you know, it, it can't not kind of catch up in all of the denser frequencies right down to the body, which is the densest frequency, right. Um, which can be physical health things or whatever. And so, um, it's really kind of allowing them to have an experience where I can guide them and hold, create kind of like this sacred circle, this sacred container for them, that then they can have the experience and something that they might be struggling with, or they didn't even know that they were having this, um, blockage, or, um, I would just call it like a psychic in imprint that lives inside the body and then translates to different layers of their being, um, we can shift that, which then means that it can catch up in their, um, physical lives as well. So it really is kind of like this deep, and that's honestly my favorite way to work because <laughs> it's the quickest. So it's natural, right? We don't have to, you know, take some plant medicine or go on some long, crazy journey, right? It's like in a short period of time, we can work and move. And I think the soul always wants to bring us back right to whatever its process and path and what it is that it's trying to heal in this life and the opportunities we have around that. So usually, you know, that part just will download through and communicate somehow with me. Um, and then I can get information. Sometimes again, that is a past life. Sometimes it's, you know, some wild thing that you wouldn't even know is connected, or we have to move this thing before we can get to something else. So, um, I know it sounds maybe a little abstract, um, but cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but that's a lot of what it will look like. So right. how do you, yeah. or I guess for people that are listening, how do they know if they're experiencing a blockage or is there something that you notice right away when you're listening to them? So they're like, oh yeah, I need to see someone like you. Mm -hmm. Um, well, I would just say, I always think of like going back to our virtues and value system. Like if you know that you want to have some experience and you really have tried all the practical things, the low hanging fruit, you know, you've gone to therapy or you've done whatever, and it's not working. You're still blocked in that way. Um, there's probably be a block, right. And there might need to be some healing that goes along with it. That's not just 
therapy or psychoeducation or supplements or whatever, you know, sunshine, you know, it's, it's like, um, and all of that stuff, you know, is integral, right. For us being healed, but it really is if for some reason it doesn't make, I've tried everything. Right. And I'm not having luck. Um, how can you incorporate, uh, or consider maybe, is there a possibility? You don't even have to know what the block is. You just know I'm, I'm stuck here, right? There's some, there's a desire that I have a high value, a high desire that I have in my life. And I'm really struggling to make that work. Um, and there's probably something, I mean, we know that subconscious makes up 95% or so of, um, everything, you know, that shows up in our life. So a lot of that can just be early childhood, inner child work, stuff that we have to understand. It can be little traumas, right? I mean, we have now come to understand traumas are not just, um, you know, massive capital T traumas, but little traumas, right? Where we have the slightest experience that has happened that is just kind of, you know, we have, um, adapted right to that in any moment emotionally. And it could be even like totally precognitive or in utero or mm -hmm. anything, right. Early childhood that it's like, we couldn't even imagine that this thing that, um, you know, bothered us at the time that we, we don't even remember it. And so a lot of times it's kind of forgetting all of the compensatory strategies, because that's just what we've done as, you know, a uh, response, right. As a trauma response mm -hmm. um, and peeling those back. And a lot of times we'll even think those things are who we are, where that's our personality, but they're really just, you know, defense mechanisms that we have downloaded so strongly and those can get in the way of us having the thing that we want. And so it's really going back and um, having having somebody guide you. And I know I've had a ton, ton of people who have guided me through those experiences. Uh, and that would have been necessary because, you know, especially when we're thinkers and we have a really strong critical mind. And I understand that because I do, um, you know, we can try to think our way out of it or try to rationalize or make sense of it or understand, but so much of this subconscious subliminal, you know, we, we can't really understand. And number one, we can't even access it because we don't remember it yeah. um, or we don't understand what the inner workings were going on then. So I think a lot of it, it is really just important to identify, have I um, been stuck somewhere that I've actually been really trying? I mean, if you're in a victim consciousness and you haven't really made an effort, well, then you might just kind of need to get the ball rolling. But I tend to work with higher functioning people who are driven, who have mobilized energy. Um, Cause I think on the spectrum of uh, the nervous system shut down, there is this, you know, numbing effect, this paralysis, this freezing, this um, depression, you know, everything that we would kind of categorize on that end of the spectrum, um, which is kind of immobile energy. And then I think others of us have this um, mobilized energy. So I tend to attract people who are pretty high functioning, um, elite professionals or whoever they would be. I mean, they don't have to be, but they're just driven, right? They have mobilized energy. They're, they're willing to do what it takes. And so that tends to be an orientation that's really aligned with me and my practice, because I'm not just kind of here to, you know, babysit or manage people along. It's okay. Some people really are here and that's their natural response, but I tend to attract people who are like, okay, let me try anything. I really want to make this work. Like what, how can I put um, you know, my next best foot forward, or what is the conscious right action to take in order to make a difference? Because we could just spin our wheels and spin, and that can be a compensatory strategy as well. Um, but I would say it's somebody who feels stuck because you have tried so many things and you really want to have progress. You really feel these are truly your aligned values. And so how do I access this from another way, right. Which might be slowing down, but still driving, still investing in that growth. Yeah. Uh, if that makes sense. So yeah. how I, well, it just makes me think too, of what we were talking about earlier. Like a lot of people that get into the world of holistics, get to that stuckness where they're like, I've tried everything. Like I'm eating well, you know, I've maybe I've tried medications, you know, I'm exercising every day. Like I'm doing everything. And then I don't know. I think there's a lot of shame that can come from that. Cause it's like, is there something wrong with me? Like, am mm. I not doing enough? And maybe that core belief of like, I'm not enough, like all that stuff starts to spiral, but I think it's awesome. <laughs> I like, I love your approach so much because I hear like the clinical lens, but I also hear the spirituality piece of like the higher consciousness. You're there, you're motivated. Let's take it to the next level. So I don't know. When I listen to you, I'm like, 
that is so cool. So I just appreciate it. <laughs> oh, thanks, honey. Um, no, I, yeah, it, it is. And it took me a while to kind of even learn that because I can best serve people, right. in that mobilized energy. And I've, because again, that's where my strategies lean when I am in a struggle myself. So I know what that's like to feel, you know, shame or, you know, frustration is, is, um, you know, um, impatience or irritability around, okay, well, and so how are we, how do we apply the, you know, best right action? Again, there are other people who would be great for this group of people over here, but really for me, I have just learned over the years that what I resonate with the most are, you know, just people that, that also are aligned in that way. And that, again, that work, you know, trying, 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 doing, 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 rather than the beingness can be such um, you know, compensatory strategy as well, because, you know, we have oftentimes people who are wired this way, you know, been rewarded by the doing nature, but it's like, if we're not applying the conscious right action, then we're going to be spinning our wheels and we're going to get more and more frustrated. And I've been there myself. And so I really can recognize that, but hopefully people can recognize that in themselves and say, well, yeah, maybe I try something where it is. Cause then the work, like if you're working and diving into the body and diving into all these kind of psychic imprints, there is a, that is being right. It's it, like, of course you're choosing it, um, and moving through it, but it's, it's accessing more that being quality where we're not rewarded for, you know, our accomplishments or how hard we tried or how long we, you know, but it's really, can you be with that being nature of your, um, spirit, your essence, right. Yourself. So how do you know if like a past life is still impacting someone today? Mm hmm. Well, usually an imprint, like the details of that will start to surface, you okay. know, if it's really important. So I can just kind of tell. So it's kind of a mixed bag of like intuition. Um, I know that I've noticed in my own um, journey. Uh, so I can just kind of speak from personal experience. It's kind of like I can look back and I can tell there's not really a present life trauma around something. So it seems to be something that uh, has carried over. That's kind of a, a karma that is trying to work out in this life. So, um, you know, and of course, when I'm meeting with people, I don't necessarily know what their traumas are yet, but there's just kind of a knowing that this is coming from a past life. But I always try to give people, I don't want to just do the work. I mean, I don't want them to come to me for a past life reading. I'm not advertising myself as, you know, a medium or a, you know, past life this or whatever. Um, even though that information comes through because I want them to receive that information from themselves. I want them to trust their inner compass. I want them to know what the difference between yes and no true and false. Even if they can't see the entire picture that I can see, I want them to trust it because if I'm just telling them something, if they don't trust what I'm saying, uh, or I'm not, you know, for whatever reason, they haven't decided that I'm an authority in their life and I don't want that role. Right. Um, if they don't know it or feel it or see it or trust it, themselves, then they're not going to have the healing experience. And so a lot of that is, it's like, I'll guide them to as best I can. And I want them to illuminate what I want to illuminate kind of in this sacred container. I think there's some medicine work involved in that, right. Um, where I can create that. And so they can better have this reflection of what's going on. And if they're not getting it, then I'll maybe illuminate more for them and then see again, bit by bit, how that resonates. But I don't want to do the, you know, again, I want to, I want them really to have access to the gifts and the tools that are inside of them. Mm -hmm. um, but for me, uh, you know, to uh, hopefully I've, you know, <laughs> answered that question around past lives. Um, it really will be something that it's like, yeah, there's no, nothing we can point to. There's no um, developmental, you know, experience. There's no trauma here. There's no whatever that might be that we could point to and say, oh yeah, that's the low hanging fruit. You've already experienced that in your life. But if it just comes, um, like for me, it, a lot of it was really in that relational framework. Mm -hmm. So I had kind of karma and trauma that would show up in the relational framework for me, but I, you couldn't point to anything in my childhood that said, oh, well, you know, yeah, there was a big, um, it really felt like there was a dissonance there. Like there was a disconnect. And so it kind of, you can't put your finger on it. It doesn't make sense. You can't, um, you know, explore that, you know, I mean, you can only explore it so far. And it's like, yeah, there's really not much to find there. This must have brought in from, you know, uh, I would just call those like 
soul contract, right? That your soul comes in and it's unresolved in a particular issue. And it's again, then a prominent, you know, karma for us to work out in this life so that we don't carry that on to the next life. Um, so yeah, that's, I hope that answers that, but people mm -hmm. might notice something similar yeah. uh, happening well, in their life. Yeah. How I just think of how humanistic that approach is. Like you're not there to be the leader in the room. You're there to walk with them and you're there to center them in their own independence and their own values. And I think that's so amazing because I think there's a lot of people that, you know, will just be like, Hey, this is what's wrong with you. So you need to do this instead of allowing them their own autonomy, essentially. Cause how mm -hmm. do you get to higher consciousness if you don't even have the power for yourself? Totally. Yeah. And if it doesn't, I mean, I go back to that. Like if we are acting like authorities or pathologizing or doing too much of this other framework, because we could just be dead set. Hey, there's this thing happening in your life. There must be something we can point to that is the source of this. Um, and, or this struggle or obstacle or whatever it is. And it's like, really, I mean, yes, yeah, some of that might be unconscious and we have to kind of go and explore, but if that's been done, right. Like, who are we to say, Hey, it must, you know, like it really let people have, you know, I guess the dignity of their own process mm -hmm. and walk alongside them so that we can discover what that is. And, you know, I mean, we might again, just have that intuition or that knowing, or maybe they do. Right. And so it's going back and looking at that life or what life is informing this, um, karma that's showing up or this obstacle that's showing up. And when you lift that, you can, it can, it's wild because it's instantaneous how it can just make, you know, I mean, I don't know how much work you've done kind of with past lives, but it's a, a remarkable how we can even just have, um, uh, well, certainly traumas, but like phantom pains or physical things or scars or, you know, like marks, birthmarks, things that will show up. And a lot of that has, will tell us a lot if we go into it I and mean, we will find, and then it just kind of all winds up. It's like, oh, well, here is this kind of imprint that shows me where this came from. So I think there's a lot, which can have to do with any realm of our life, our physical body. It can have to do with our money relationships, with our health, with our relationships, relationships. So it's fascinating to me that it's like, if we can clean all of that up, that then we can, um, really kind of have freedom in this life. Right. Yeah. And it's so enlightening too. Like there's, I don't, I mean, I'm sure there are many people out there that, you know, are resonating with you or know someone that kind of practices in the same realm as you do. But I think that portion of spirituality not religion but spirituality the bigger you know umbrella of us goes largely untouched in therapy and maybe it's because they don't have those innate healing powers like I think you do um but I also just think it's like a scary world that people don't want to get into but I think it's really healing and I think the more people that can work with people like you or just get in touch with themselves to know, I think that's where the largest healing can come from. At least for me, it was too. Yeah. Oh, I'm so glad to hear that. Well, and I think, you know, that kind of reminds me of another point is, you know, I've actually, um, worked with a lot of people who will be like clinically, you know, um, diagnosed with some pathology, right? That where Western medicine psychology would really think that they were having, you know, delusions or hallucinations or, you know, and I think that so often I've worked with people where it's really that they're extremely sensitive, that they're gifted, that they're open, right. To something that we are not right. That they have some psychic abilities or intuition. And of course, you know, there are people, um, who, you know, are not that, which, you know, whatever is inducing some kind of whatever, but I have also drawn a lot of people who have these gifts themselves, but have been pathologized. Um, and it's really looking at that and giving them a space to kind of explore what that is. So that instead of this actually being pathologized, it's like, these are profound gifts that you have. And so many people have these gifts. And I think more people now than ever, um, are really, you know, the kids these days, like there is just an openness to our consciousness that is bigger than ever. And so we have to have space spaces and people who aren't necessarily going to, 
um, pathologize, right. Who are going to help celebrate and open up because they're gifted, gifted souls on this earth that are meant to serve, you know, utilize those gifts in certain ways. And so, um, you know, I guess it's also just, you know, using your discernment to know what the difference is, right. What's needed so that we can accentuate those gifts and celebrate them. Um, and you know, not, um, put, in compartments or labels, you know, that aren't going to necessarily serve anybody, right. That are going to numb down all of that. So yeah, that's been fascinating. I don't know if you've seen a lot of that that you've done. Yeah, absolutely. And I think too, like you were saying, like, I think Western medicine tends to put people in boxes, um, especially if they don't know if you don't fit into the DSM, if you don't fit in the ways that we've seen it, then you are maybe severely mentally ill, or maybe, you know, you just have this thing that none of us can help you. And that's just, you know, good luck, like pull yourself up by your bootstraps, like figure it out for yourself. And Mm -hmm. when I talk about like your strength based approach, I'm like, you're encouraging people to really resonate with their gifts. These aren't things that are bad about you. They're things that can really help you and empower you. And I, I just, I love that. I think it's so amazing. Mm -mm. Thank you, honey. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I, I have certainly found that it's useful and that people are, um, searching for that. And, you know, if, if somebody who can be, um, more open-minded, right? Like less limited in their thinking can meet with you. I mean, there may still be need. I've certainly had people who have needed to be on, you know, psycho farm and um, who choose it and that's okay. Um, Or who, who aren't necessarily balanced in whatever the chemistry is, which again, sometimes there are, you know, um, synthetic you know, responses to that, that are valuable. Sometimes they're herbal, like there are natural ways I think to reach those. Um, but sometimes that support's needed, but it really is, um, the discernment, you know, coupled with this kind of more expansive, um, ability to kind of really meet with somebody and what might be going on and how best to serve them and nurture them along the way. That's, that's true for them. Right. Um, so yeah. So for people listening, if they want to work with you, where can they find you? Mm, well, thanks. Yeah. So I, um, my practice, you can find me online and it's, um, shrinkbigger.com and, uh, and then all the, you know, like that's my website and then you can, you know, find me on Instagram or, you know, all the little social media places. Um, if you're curious more, just, I, I also channel through some meditations. So if you go onto my website, kind of at the bottom of my, um, I think my homepage, there's kind of like an option to enter, uh, and receive a, you know, download a free meditation, um, that I've channeled through, which, um, might just be a nice free way to experience the work and continue to get, you know, newsletters or information or whatnot along the way, um, which I, you know, maybe send out once a month or so, but it might give them access to just something that they could start using right away and see if it resonates. Um, and of course you can schedule and I work one-on-one with people or with couples or families. Um, and yeah, and I work with people all over. So really there is no limit. It's nice because I am, um, licensed here in Washington state. So anybody in Washington, can, um, uh, uh, you know, obviously get the benefit if they want to submit for, um, health insurance. I'm an out of network provider, but that sometimes can be a really valuable, Mm -hmm. you know, just cost, um, effective way to work with me. So, um, yeah. And I do a lot, actually, um, people in school or people who are therapists, but I, I work with a lot of mentoring, um, people as well who, who, uh, yeah, want to take on more of a holistic because we can't, you know, have enough, uh, practitioners who can help serve. And, you know, hopefully this is the new way. And I really think it is right. I think there is a way that society is maybe turning a corner a little bit and open more to this. I know when I started, excuse me, my practice years ago, it just wasn't as, um, prevalent. And so I kind of like eased my way into it and, you know, let that, those parts of myself shine more and more, but, um, but it really is, you know, I mean, it's been popularized by, um, so many, you know, just in society by so many people who are leaning into the work. So, um, so that's really good. And if I can help in any way, happy to do so. Yeah. And I'll put all your information in the episode notes too. So hopefully you'll get some new clients or just people with questions. Um, yeah. If it resonates. Yeah. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. Likewise. Um, 
Thank you. Yeah. And I guess one final question for you. If you could recommend anything to the listeners, um, either about you or about healing in general, um, what would you say to them? Mm, Good question. So many good ones. What comes to (laughs) mind very first is I think it all starts with our relationship with ourselves. So spend some time going inward, whatever that looks. If you have a few minutes to do that, if you have a whole season of your life where you can kind of go inward and just really spend time um, getting to know who you are and questioning, I think, you know, just being curious about, well, where did that come from? Or "Hmm, why do I think that? Or do I really believe, I think we can get stuck and, um, even Western, you know, psychology, Western medicine in general can kind of get stuck asking questions about why, but that doesn't really propel us to, and it's important and valuable to know, but really we want to be asking what questions, how questions, how, um, how did I come to do this? How, what, what might I do in order to feel more aligned with my true self? What activities do I do that feel, um, do I feel the most at home in my body and peaceful in my mind? And so again, instead of, um, you know, which might seem a bit strength, strength based again, but it really is. And we don't have to, um, know, you know, have psychology degrees to know how to do that, but just really questioning with, with an open mind, with a true curiosity, um, and spending time inward every day, you know, as much as possible, being comfortable, being alone, right. Not feeling lonely in that, but really knowing that all kind of healing and repair can happen in that solitude. If we really sit and use it, um, consciously. And so how do we consciously, you know, be inside our solitude and recognize that, you know, it's the best way, the best way that we can strengthen that, um, spiritual self muscle, um, which will translate to the rest of our life. Well, thank you for sharing that. And thank you for being on. Um, I'd love to have you on again. I feel like there's so much to talk about with you. Uh, Definitely. I would be happy to, you know, help any way I can. So, well, Thank you, like I said, for being on and thank you for all the listeners today tuning in. Um, If you are interested, definitely follow her, Um, reach out to her, especially if you want to work with her. I think she has a lot of great information and healing powers. So definitely look her up if you can. Thanks, darling. Yeah. And then, um, you know, to listen to this episode, you guys know where to go. Spotify, Apple, Google Podcasts. I have my own website, as you know. Um, And then, yeah, feel free to email me. Find me on my website uh, for wellness sessions, tarot readings, or if you want to be the next guest on the show. Um, But talk to you all soon. Thank you so much. Bye.